From traumatic incidents. That hyperextension of my jaw locked it open. To lifelong pain. At the time, they said to my mother, she's going to need surgery, jaw surgery. There are many reasons why people take that first step to have a cure consult with Dr. Insulera and his team at the TMJ and Sleep Center. Take her to the ER, and I was crying, and I didn't want to go to the ER. In this episode, we are joined by three of those people. Krista. Well, and I just feel happier. Karen. He said, I can fix your crossbite without surgery. I cried. (laughs) And Sarah. Yep. My body's never felt better. Are all patients of Dr. and Solara? It's a journey, and it's certainly not a sprint. Your body doesn't work well with sprint. They're joining us to share their journey to a pain-free life. Well, it was great when I first walked in. I'm like, he looks at me, he goes, oh, yeah, I can tell what's wrong with you. <laughs> I just feel complete. I feel whole. I feel aligned. Welcome to Treating TMJ, a journey to a pain-free life. Episode 8. You do, you start to feel the difference of, wow, this is how my jaw should be sitting. Success. A lot of times patients say, you changed my life. I hope we don't get complacent about hearing that. A podcast from the TMJ and Sleep Center. It's changed everything for me. It makes sense, you know, it just makes sense how it affects everything. In this episode, we really want to talk to people who have been on this journey and discuss where they were, what they went through, and where they are now. Our first guest is Sarah. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. And of course, Dr. Insulara is joining us. Happy to be here as well. Sarah, what started you on your journey to reach out to Dr. Insulara and the TMJ and Sleep Center? Um, it's kind of a funny story and maybe a little bit inappropriate. <laughs> my jaw had kind of popped a little my whole life, but I thought that was normal. And when I was a sophomore, going into my sophomore year of college, I was with my old partner at the time and something, we were hanging out, it was 11 p.m. on a Saturday night and I vomited for some reason or another and that hyperextension of my jaw locked it open and I was there. I was trying to call to him, but I couldn't call. And so I ran and I knocked on his door and I pointed and tried to get him to come to the bathroom and show him what happened. And we looked up symptoms online. I had him try to pop my jaw back into place. And he called his dad, who worked as a nurse in the military. And he said, take her to the ER. And I was crying and I didn't want to go to the ER. Ultimately, we went there and I was put on anesthesia. They Popped it back into place. Immediately, my jaw locked again because I opened my mouth too wide. And and they put it back together. And I called my doctor back home. The funny thing is, obviously, it happened from me vomiting. But I think the doctors had a bet because they kept asking if we were engaging in sexual activity. And that's why my jaw locked open. (laughs) I've heard that before. Yeah. 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 But uh, that was not the case. But they wouldn't stop pestering me. Uh, (laughs) So from then, I called my doctor back home, my regular dentist who had just given me something to sleep with that night because I said I was grinding my teeth and I'd never grinded my teeth before. It's called a splint. A splint, yeah. yeah. And they recommended me to Dr. Inslero, which fortunately he's in Middleton, which is right outside of where I was going to school. Yeah, literally around the corner from UW. Now, Dr. Inslero, that is a different journey than me. I was like, I got a little bit of pain. My (laughs) neck hurts. That's an extreme case, but probably something not that unusual for you. Yeah, we we see those cases. Then, Then sometimes you have to distract the jaw, which I've done that too. Uh, I'd rather not. Those are not not fun cases to do, obviously. But uh, the whole point is not to let it happen again. And the whole point that and what, what happened with you is the muscles had had enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they just said, sorry, we're not moving. It's kind of like if you dislocated your shoulder, it would be so painful because the muscles seize up because it, they don't want you to move the shoulder and create more problems with the joint. So it, it's kind of like a reflex of the muscles. 
Can I please say I've I've been asked by a friend to pop a shoulder back in, and that scared the heck out of me. Like <laughs> your partner at the time was pretty brave to try to put your jaw back in. I'd have been like, I'm out. No, we're going to the that doctor. Is, yeah, that is. I'm surprised. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. That means that means you have a problem. Okay, I had down a list of symptoms: jaw locking and jaw clicking, of course, and neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, all of the above. Because I'm sure you didn't think that your jaw was creating neck pain, back pain, or shoulder pain. No, I had no idea they were connected. But after the consultation, it makes sense. You know, it just makes sense how it affects everything. And I told my dad, and my dad is very skeptical of doctors, and he was like, I don't believe I met your this. Dad, man. If I remember. <laughs> yes, yeah, my, yeah. So Dr. Insler and my dad have met, and my dad adores him, actually, really? oh, uh, nice. which is awesome. And I've tried to convince my dad of the treatment himself, but I don't think he would commit to it as fully as you need to. He's, he's got to have a why, yeah. you know, a powerful why. And the other thing you had listed was, and, and people always list this, is migraine headaches. Mm-hmm. And I know they're okay. not migraine headaches, their muscle contraction headaches because of the problems with all the muscle dysfunction. So you had listed that too. And the other thing is your jaw opening. Now, I might have encouraged you not to open too wide when you first came in. Yeah, I'm correct. But you were about in the low 40s. And now when you left... What were you? Do you remember? I'm an anaconda. That's what he calls me. (laughs) She's 60 millimeters. Oh, wow. And and no jaw locking, no pain, no anything. Uh, The reason I say anaconda is because obviously that snake can open wide to swallow whatever it is it's preyed upon. But so any patient that gets beyond 55 into the 60 range... Uh, I just kind of jokingly refer like that, but yeah. That's a significant change, though. Huge. I wouldn't have imagined. And actually, the first time I went, I don't know if this is charted, I was so scared to open my jaw that I don't think I opened it more than 22 millimeters, which is insane. And that changes... What you eat, how you eat, mm-hmm. whether you enjoy <laughs> eating. And, and even oh, yeah. if you can put a spoon in your mouth because, or a fork, because yeah. that'll open your mouth even further. But, I, but now, you're, when you came, you, what were you, 21 maybe? I was 20. Oh, 20. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we've, uh, we've had 13-year-olds, uh, 13-year-old that opens 19, 19 wow. millimeters. So, you know, so we've seen that stuff. I've had people open 10 millimeters, 5 millimeters. You know, and they are in this, you know, they are just in a whole world of hurt, you know, because they can barely, well, how can they swallow? It's really hard to swallow Mm -hmm. as well. And you hit on a really important thing when you were kind of picking on your dad. <laughs> it, it, it is a commitment because we talked about the the symptoms and then getting to Dr. and Solara's office, going through the analysis and, and having him get a treatment plan for you. But then that next phase in the journey truly is the treatment plan mm-hmm. and doing, doing the steps you need to repair the problem. Absolutely. I mean, the first thing he tells you once you get your first orthotic um, is you have to do your exercises, you know, get your body moving. Um, um, do yoga. It actually changed my life because I started doing yoga religiously after the treatment. And now I'm an instructor and it's amazing. Are you really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, were you um, an instructor when you left? Um, when you left I, us in October? I wasn't certified, um, oh. but I was doing it. The yoga okay. aspect is fun, too, because it's like I never would have thought to do yoga. And I'm yeah, still horrible at it. I still don't know if I want to do it in front of people. But I have the I even made sure I had a wearable that measured my time doing yoga nice. and things like that. So, <laughs> I, could, it's, it's so the, I could track this stuff. But it's the effort. You know, I used to run marathons and you'd see people that are lining up for a marathon going this person's going to run a marathon but but you know they they put in the time they put in the effort they got their feet out of bed to to practice to be able to run one Mm -hmm. so you can't you know don't worry about that at all it's your effort we applaud yeah and a lot of the stuff like the roller on my back and neck i was in a lot of pain when i started doing that Mm -hmm. stuff and now it 
doesn't bother me at all. So even that progress has has been helpful in my treatment journey. Yeah, Absolutely. Which is cool. I didn't go full. She she went to the extreme. She became a yoga instructor. That's awesome. Well, I always knew when Sarah was in the chair because she was always in a contorted position. I was like, oh, that's Sarah in there. You called me the pretzel. The pretzel. Oh, yeah, no. Right? <laughs> because she's very flexible. And uh, so that was kind of cool. So uh, I, I don't have this in the chart, and I was thinking about it. I know you ride horses. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have any falls that you can remember from horses? I have had falls. I don't know if they would have been um, very specific to my upper body or my spine area. Uh, I had a fall where... The horse stepped on its rein. I dropped the rein, and it tilted, and its whole barrel rolled over me. So I actually have no feeling in my lower leg, but that doesn't really contribute. Is that right? Yeah. Um, But my whole life riding, I would feel lots and lots of pain in my shoulders. And I just thought it's because I'm dealing with a 1,500-pound animal all the time, so I'm fighting them, and I'm losing, right? Good point, yeah. Um, But... After my treatment, that has never happened to me again. That is so cool. Yeah. It's, See, that's cool. It's changed everything for me. And I'm actually the president of the UW-Madison Equestrian Team. Uh, so I can oh, compete wow. all over the nation, right? Well, um, I, maybe I'll have your autograph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might go to nationals this year. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I thought all these pains were me riding incorrectly, and I knew what I was doing, and it was actually causing a real standstill in the sport. Sports psychology was like, just visualize and get through it. I physically could not do what I needed to do because I was totally misaligned. My right side was always a little lower than my left, which I learned. And I'm still working through and building the muscle, but at least I am capable now and not in pain. And more, and, and believe it or not, even though you were flexible, that makes you more flexible, particularly in the areas from the upper back, which is what you were talking about. Exactly. Yeah, that really helps. Going back to one of the things I hit on a lot is... Treating the problem, not the symptoms. You know, the the sports medicine people were giving you what they thought was good advice, but it was the symptom, mm-hmm. not the problem. The dentist was giving you treatment for the symptom, not the problem. And now the problem has been addressed. Is that a fair thing to say? Oh, absolutely. And I hear people. Well done. <laughs> I hear people say symptoms of TMJ, like, and there's so many. There's a plethora of them, and everyone has. I think most people have TMJ to some varying degree. Mine was extreme because my jaw locked open. Some it's that they snore, right? But I always, <laughs> I always tell people, I, and if they are ever feeling bad, I say, you have TMJ. And they don't believe me, <laughs> but I tell them every time. You know how you can make them understand? Hmm. Tell them, I tell you what, uh, if they have a coat on, have them take it off or have her or whatever. And have them face the wall, put their hands at their side, get their cell phone and take a picture of their back. And you will see one shoulder higher Mm. and you'll see that's the discrepancy. And that very same discrepancy is in the mouth because the left and right sides are never the same height than the back teeth. There's always a discrepancy and the jaw is always a little higher on one side than the other, of course. And so that asymmetry travels through the body. I'm trying to remember which side of my jaw was the lower (laughs) one. I think it was the right. This I don't have. I I was just doing the same thing you are. Every time he talks, I'm like, okay, where's my shoulders? Where's my neck? Am I doing the right stuff? Just just be natural. And and belly breathe. The other thing, of course, we, we emphasize is diaphragmatic breathing because and through your nose because that flexes your spine with your diaphragm. Mm-hmm. So when you flex your spine with the diaphragm, that's really cool because that can bring you here. And if you're here, you won't breathe chest breathe, you'll belly breathe. And the belly breathe, it, you'll get 30% more oxygen if you're wow. belly breathing. So, so from cool. from your friend trying to pop your jaw back into place is, is say that's where you were. How would you describe where you are now? Healthy. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm I'm totally comfortable. Everything I've just I've I've never felt better. I remember Dr. Insulera telling me that uh, TMJ starts developing at age six. So you grow up with it and you think that's the way your body functions. Absolutely right. And yep. my body's never felt better. I just yep. feel complete, I feel whole, I feel aligned, I feel happy. And you got a great smile. Yeah, and I have a great smile. <laughs> Thanks exactly. to him. I know there were so many things I had no idea was wrong with me. He told me um, or my head was too far forward. And I, right. what is your head supposed to weigh? 12 pounds or something? 12 pounds on, over your spine. Over your spine. Mine weighed 30 in front of my in spine. Of because that's how far forward she was. Yeah, yeah that is so and, scary. And off to one side. Not just you know forward like that, but there's always a side angle to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just know where I'm supposed to be. One of the things about the forward head thing that I've noticed is I can actually see my shoulders in my peripheral vision now. I don't oh. know if that happened to you. I was like, I'm like, some. Why am oh, I seeing my shoulders? That's interesting. That's really nice. I just noticed. I'm like, my shoulders are right there. Is something going on? Am I doing something wrong? And I'm like, oh no, I think I'm right, doing something I think you're right. Healthy. <laughs> They're not down here. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's know? awesome. So. It's good. That's the whole idea. If if you and you guys are you know great patient Sarah's a, Sarah graduated, so we had graduation pictures. I'm taken. like a sophomore. <laughs> yeah, right. so Partially we, through. We took our graduation pictures, and I put you. You know, we did a little thing on that. This is the kind of stuff that we routinely. Sarah is well. Sarah's a little more energetic and stuff and buoyant, but a lot of times patients say, "You changed my life." You know. And which is kind of interesting. And I even told my office that. I said, you know, I hope we don't get complacent about hearing that because mm. we do hear it and we don't, you know, dwell on it, you know, next, next, next person up, you know. But, um, but when you think about the impact that you have, it, it's really... It's really nice. Let's yeah. put it that way. I'm, my best friend returns to campus this Sunday from winter break, and we're scheduling a consultation, and I'm driving her over to you. So, Are you really? Yeah, I'm really excited to bring her. She's trying to go to an oral surgeon right now, and I told her that is oh my no. God. Yeah, <laughs> an absolute no. Yeah, let's get her an, at least an alternative view, and she can make her own mind up. That, that's yeah. the way I always look at it. So that, well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Hey, I, I recommend everyone. My uh, professor, I'm very close with one of my professors. I'm actually a theater student, and... Uh, uh, kind of a that's sound what, design see, student. That's what I remember, the theater, theater part. Yeah, and so there's at a university of 40,000 people, I am one of four stage managers, and she is my stage management professor, and she has vertigo. And so I was talking with one of my friends who has a speech <laughs> impediment and went to years and years of therapy to fix the way she speaks, and I said, I think you just have TMJ. And we were on a break when we were in rehearsal, and, and then I walked in, and I walked past my professor, and I said, she has TMJ, too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, Sarah... What? And so she called me into her office a few days later. She's like, I'd like you to tell me more about this and what what's going on. And I told her about it. And she thinks that not only she has it, but her partner does. And so he's actually started going to treatments as well. And he had huge body issues from injuries and falling. And so I don't sure. know if his is more genetic or um, caused. Well, it's always genetic, but there, there, there can be trauma overlays. That's trauma. why I asked you about falling from horses. Uh, because the overlay, if you fall like backward and, and, on, and on your butt, so to speak, that's a whiplash, mm. okay? And the whiplashes, even though you you know you might have been young at the time, still are part of those overlays, and they can create adhesions and create all kinds of problems that manifest later. You would never think that because it's months to years later. Sure. So that's why the PT and what you've been doing, what you guys have been doing, is so valuable because the more you work it, the more consistent you get. The more you work through the adhesions, the more you stretch those muscles, the more you get more muscle strength, and there you are. So she's what you want to be, Randy. 
anything. When I grow up. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, so, and, and, it's, and that's why the orthotic works, because I'm, not to beat this up, because we've done this before, having that orthotic in your mouth is 5,000 times a day of function, and it's into your neck, shoulders, back, and ribs. That still remains one of the most eye-opening moments. I just don't think you think about how much no, the that, jaw that's area the, that's of, the your, disconnect. of your body gets used. That's the disconnect. But yet, you know, if you, th- if you look at that, um, the quote, form follows function, um, then you realize that if you were, if we all became a fossil, what would be, what would be left? Well, your mandible would be left and that's the densest bone in your body. Your teeth would be left because they're the densest structures in your body. Of course, the masseter muscle will make it, but the masseter muscle, which attaches to your jaw, is the densest muscle. Well, why would you have all these dense structures in your face? It's because you got to use things 5,000 times a day to live your life through your face. It's better doing it with no pain. Absolutely. Yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for coming in and sharing. Your story is incredible, and I really appreciate it. Really thank is. you for having me. I will share this with everyone and anyone you as can far as I anytime. can. You can come by I miss well, everyone. <laughs> you should come by and say hello. Isn't that true? Like, you walk in, and the, from the... The minute you walk into the front desk all the way through whichever, whether you're getting an x-ray, whether you're getting a new mold of your teeth or whatever, everybody's great. Yeah. Our staff is our staff. It, it's there. It's always been there. And Mary is, has been there 18, yes. 19 years. And, uh, you know, uh, and Liz, Liz has a great story, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's been here uh, at least six or more First as a patient, then as a dental assistant. And Riley's new, and Vicky is uh, a year or two or whatever. But these are pay, pay, we're not changing anything. They all work fine, and they're all sympathetic and caring to our patient base. And that's really the whole point. And they keep you in check. You had to say that. <laughs> you notice that? I noticed that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have our moments, that's for sure. Yeah, but they're really nice people. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. The TMJ and Sleep Center podcast with Dr. Insulara. I'm Randy Hawk, and joining us now is Krista. Now, Krista, you and I have kind of done this journey together because we work together at the radio stations and uh, were introduced to Dr. Insulara at the same time. Thanks for joining us to talk to us about your journey with Dr. Insulara and all the amazing people over at his office. Well, thank you for having me. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a common thread. I know. Now, he's picking the guests, and they all come in and say they love him. So I don't know if that's on his questionnaire right. for like, if I, if asked, will you say you love me? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just, if you make somebody feel better, I think they have some, yeah. I think that kind of happens. Exactly. Yeah. So Krista, one of the things we've emphasized in the podcasts goes in the order of identifying the symptoms and then getting to in for your consultation, then the treatment plan, and then going through the process. What was your initial reason of, oh, I want to talk to him? Oh man, I've been struggling with with um, lockjaw for a long time and I grind the heck out of my teeth. So um, it's been something I've been doing since I was younger than I realized that I was doing. So to me, I'm like, I got to get this figured out. Dr. Slar, it's not unusual. Lockjaws come up with previous guests. Oh, no, because what's happening is their jaw placement is in the, they're in the wrong place to begin with. So when they begin the journey of trying to open, you know, you're not five years old anymore. All those bones have changed. They've remodeled and, and sometimes it's hard to open and you might catch on on these remodeling because there's little bumps and irregularities in the capsule and the capsule is what houses the joint and the condyle is what moves it and so they might all be changed it's not unusual to see a condyle bent i mean and that's part of what we see because of the irregularity of their bite and you might get the lock jaw when you yawn because you hyper 
Mm-hmm. And then you open out of the joint and, oh, my God, it could lock. And in, and in Randy's case, it's really the same thing, except that it, the, the muscles that attach to the jaw are into the neck as well and into the back as well and the forward head posture as well. And that'll create the neck pain, which I had the same thing as Randy. Right. Luckily that. for Krista, she doesn't yawn because she's a very conscientious boss that always makes sure she gets plenty of sleep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Plus, I do not want to go back to like to the nightmares of going out when I was single and out on a date. And literally, I would have a locked jaw issue. Oh, wow. So like when I go to eat a steak in front of a guy, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Not attractive. One of yeah. our other guests, yep, she said that her jaw locked up and wouldn't move and she knew it came out and she was on a date and the guy tried to put <laughs> it back in and I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Don't do that. Like, I doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then she went to the ER for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's the same thing. So it's not uncommon to see it. It's, it's kind of scary though. It's scary yeah. to anybody yeah. if you can't open, you know, open and close your mouth. I couldn't imagine. And so yours would physically lock up. Yes. It would literally like lock open. And, it, and it's happened. And again, it's just very scary. And then not to mention the amount of times when I would wake up with headaches and realizing that I probably clenched my mouth through my entire night. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Like, so like you were yep. biting down yeah. really hard for the whole night. Yep. And then even doing that for a second. You're kind of like, hurts. Yeah. But see, people say they, they just clench at night, but they clench all day. Um, and so she's clenching all day as well. And she's not only not making her back teeth feel good, but she's making the jaw not feel good. And all these muscles get really tight. And so therefore, all you need to go is either a yawn or open your mouth real wide for an apple or something. And all of a sudden, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done that. Because now the muscles are going, are you kidding? We're not going to let you go any further. Well, that's and, an interesting thing. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about the compensation that goes on when you have these types of things. Yeah. Eating an apple is probably something you're like, no, I'm not doing that unless mm-hmm. I cut it up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times the people say that they have a lot of pain when they chew. The beauty of what we do is when the orthotic is in your mouth, like you guys both have orthotics, you understand. So when the orthotic's in your mouth, that's your bodyguard. Your jaw can't go to the bad place anymore. I don't care if you eat nails. I don't care what you're eating because you're still in the proper position with the right range of motion. And so therefore, I tell people, don't worry about what you're eating. You can't hurt yourself. It's impossible. The orthotic won't let that happen. So that's kind of a nice start when you get your orthotic. So Christy, you did your first consultation and you're you're starting to hear a person talk to you maybe for the first time about here's why Mm -hmm. and starting to talk about treating the problem instead of masking the symptoms. Tell us about that moment. Well, it was great when I first walked in. I'm like, he looks at me, he goes, oh yeah, I can tell what's wrong with you. (laughs) And it was interesting though to have that consultation with you because it was, you know, it was from the way I was standing. You could tell from my neck, um, Dr. Anselera knew instantly that I was definitely suffering from this. So to have that initial consultation, then to go through the process of having that um, orthotic created and then to start wearing it, you do, you start to feel the difference of, wow, this is how my jaw should be sitting. Right. And, and, and function. Well, the whole part is the function part. So if you take it out after you've been used to eating with it, taking it out and go, oh, I can't do that. I can even use myself as a patient because one of my symptoms was my throat felt very tight and I had trouble swallowing pills. And I was like, holy cow, what's going on here? And it was, you know, it was the TMJ stuff that was going on. Everybody's got different symptoms. So it's not just one, oh, your jaw clicks or I have pain in my jaw. You don't have to have either to have TMJ, okay? Because it affects you in various places, various parts of your anatomy. You started 
your treatment and uh, have gone through your treatment and your physical therapy components and things like that. And you're starting to feel things headed the right direction then. Oh, yes. Yes. I remember when I uh, <laughs> we uh, we met and we did a measurement of my mouth to see how much my mouth has actually been able to open. Like that was awesome. That was an awesome feeling uh, to realize that I could open my mouth a lot more than I'm normally used to. And quicker. And quicker. Yeah. Without thinking, oh, it's something's going to happen, which right. is nice. I think that that kind of stuff, the way the measurements are taken and you're doing your pain analysis every time you come in, that consistency of the treatment plan, I think, keeps you motivated because you physically see yes. the numbers. Not you know, Sure, you can say, oh, wow, I don't have that pain anymore. But then you kind of forget because you don't have it anymore. But when you start to see, oh, wow, my jaw's opening up further. I'm, I'm not locking up and things like that. I think that helps keep you motivated to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah, the rewards. That's the rewards. Your body's feeling good. You feel good. Your mood changes. It's all kinds of neat things to see. Actually, sometimes people dress a little differently. They go from more somber clothing to a little more lighter, and their eyes are a little more, well, her eyes are always lively, but lively eyes, you know, rather than really kind of half-closed eyes because they're in pain. Well, some of the people we've had have had the extreme cases where they had to be in so much pain. It had to just affect every moment of their demeanor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what age you are because it can be that way. Young, high school, college age were the and even to. in my family, my 10-year-old granddaughter was like that until we, uh, I finally saw her from New York and uh, we uh, changed everything. So her, she's great now. Well, and I just feel happier. I mean, and I, and I say this all the time. I'm like, you're giving me a, a happier mouth because this mouth feeds my family. So if I'm not able to open it, you know what I mean? Uh, so it is. It's, yes, it's been great. You're doing very well. Yeah, and I, I need her to be able to talk. <laughs> we don't need jams to sound like nothing. No. Oh, our, our staff uh, loves when she comes in. It's very, very nice. Well, and Krista, can, you could probably speak well to that, too. Going there is pretty awesome, right? Yeah. You walk mm-hmm. in and everybody already knows your name and it's a little like Cheers. She's pretty that much is. got the run of the place when she comes in. You're adorable. <laughs> no, he's like surrounded by these fabulous women who really hold you up and like they're they're really cute and you guys have great rapport with each they other. They keep me and, in line, I yeah. guess. That's what they say. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, and I love that about you. I mean, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I didn't do it. Do it. They're doing it. I'm just kind of there. You know, sometimes they're like, "Who's the boss here?" I guess I don't even know. So, but it is a culture that keeps you motivated to come back. You're oh, not like, yeah. oh no. Right. You know, I I don't. I would not like to be in a, a place where it's oppressive. We don't want to. We don't want to create that kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I, that's that would not be something I'd want to do. I wouldn't want to work like that. So. My favorite treatment though was the one where you're in the dark room in the recliner and you get to sleep for an hour. <laughs> yes. Yes. You kind of feel like Frankenstein. You got the salt lamp. You are ready to go. Yeah. I like those salt lamps. I really do. I have them at home. They're really cool. Yeah. You know, and you shut the light and you've got that kind of amber glow and it's it's a nice it's it's a nice feeling uh, because when we want to take the bite we want you relaxed. We don't want muscle that's all tensed up. And people love their. Actually, I have patients that were done and they asked to come in. And sometimes, could I come in and go into your room and tense for a while? Yeah, they can do that. If we're not busy, we can bring them in, you know. And it's fine. But, but that's the relationship we develop with them. So, Krista, where are you in your treatment plan? Oh my gosh, I'm on to my second journey now. 
which I'm very excited. I actually see Dr. Ancillary very soon, and so we go on to the next process where I'm going to get some brackets on my teeth. She's she's getting getting on now. She's she's getting there. This is the last deal before the infamous graduation picture. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yep. He says I've been doing my homework, so that's good. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love taking those pictures, and uh, yeah, it's my special picture right by the operatory that we have. Everybody graduates in front of that picture. I give them the option. If you don't feel like getting your picture taken, it's okay. We don't use just use your first names. But in your case, that's a little different, of course. Well, I would love to take a picture with you. And I've also been rehearsing some Simon and Garfunkel for you because oh. I know that's your favorite. Yeah, that's, there is a that's Graceland a picture. picture in the office. Now that's, you say that, I remember seeing picture. that. A big poster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the one the graduation gets taken in front of. And you know where I got that picture? From an album. Inside the album. It's inside it's the album. Inside I have the, the same album. poster. Yeah. See, because when I see that, I'm like, oh, that's the poster from inside the album. Yes, yes, we're dating ourselves. <laughs> What's an album? Somebody might say. Yeah. You know, I was little when that record came out. Can I please put that on the record? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done. Since you know I'm what old. I love about that record? I have my dad's Graceland record. And See, when you said dad's Graceland record, and, yeah. well, his name's Al. My dad's name. Oh, when, well, my dad passed away, but his name's Al. Okay. So I love that song. Call me Al. Sure. Yeah. He so did a, he did a video with Chevy Chase with that song. Yeah. 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 That was kind of cool because Paul Simon is very short, and Chevy Chase I think is about six three, six four. So when so. I go into your office, I have a moment every time where I take a second and think about my dad. Yeah. Which is cool. Of course, it's going to make me cry now on your podcast, but... (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. Yeah, I have those moments with my uh, thinking of my dad sometimes. It's good, though, to have a good thought. Uh, You know, there's there's a song that I love. It's called Penny on the Floor, and the song is about a person lost their mom, and when there's a penny on the floor, they remember to have a good thought about their mom. Oh, wow. And they leave the penny there. You make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of cool to have those kind of moments where you're like, you just take take a second and have a good thought. It's a good mental health thing. Absolutely. Well, everybody in the office seems to, I think people are pretty happy and they're pretty well. I mean, we, we flow pretty nicely in the office. Absolutely. Yeah. You're having the symptoms, you get the consultation, you do the treatment, you graduate. But I also think the treatment, the physical therapy and the culture of healing in your office is all part of the, the three components. You know, oh, uh, you, you have to have them all and the patient, of course one more time, has to be consistent because it's a journey and it's certainly not a sprint. Your body doesn't work well with sprint because that's not stable, but your body gets there and uh, you just have to stick with it. We're there to help out. That's the whole point. We're there to, and sometimes, you you know, give you a little shove if you need it. Krista, thank you. Thank you for having me, Randy. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Insular. I'll see you this month, I guess, right? Yeah, I'll see you real soon. Welcome back to the TMJ and Sleep Center podcast with Dr. Insulara. I'm Randy Hawk, and we're talking with another patient of the TMJ and Sleep Center, Karen. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. What got you to the TMJ and Sleep Center working with Dr. Insulara? Well, it was a bit of a journey. It started when I was younger, and I was just at a regular dentist appointment, and it was maybe 10 at the time, and they were starting to notice I was developing a crossbite at a younger age, and uh, they recommended that I go see um, an orthodontist. And at the time, they said, you know, Um, to my mother at the time, um, she's going to need surgery, a jaw surgery. And so my mom immediately said, you know, we don't want to do that. That sounds pretty invasive. My daughter seems healthy and happy. It didn't seem like it was necessary. So fast forward several years later as an adult, I was um, kind of unhappy with my crossbite and thought, you know, maybe I should explore some options and see if maybe technology has advanced since then. And (laughs) at the time I was living in Seattle and I saw an orthodontist there and they said the exact same thing, that Really, the only way to correct this is with jaw surgery, and that kind of scared me off. Also, even just sit down and meet with a surgeon, it was 
like $300 out of pocket just to talk to them about their treatment plan. So so that kind of scared me off and I'm like, ah, forget it. I ended up coming back to Madison and uh, moved back home. This is where I'm from originally. I remembered that I had seen some uh, massage therapists over the years because I was starting to develop this kind of chronic neck and back pain, which I attributed to me being hunched over my books um, when I studied, maybe poor posture, various other things. And I remember this one massage therapist mentioning TMJ. And so I thought, maybe I could have TMJ. I don't know anything about it. So I actually just Googled TMJ Madison, Wisconsin. Um, And then I found Dr. Insulera's website and I thought, well, it wouldn't hurt to go in for a consult and see what he thinks. This was in November of 2019. I sat down with him and uh, had a free consultation and he said, I can fix your cross without surgery. And I don't know if you remember this, but I cried during that first meet. We always have tissues in the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And that was the first moment when I realized this chronic neck and shoulder and back pain I had mentioned was related to my crossbite. And all all of it was related to TMJ. And it was the first time I had connected the dots. And I was like, sign me up. (laughs) Isn't that watershed moment amazing? Prior to talking with Dr. Insulara, I never really thought about just how much is going on in that part of your body and the the trauma and things that it can lead to. Dr. Insulara, talk to us more about a crossbite. A crossbite means that the maxilla is more narrow than the mandible. And the mandible is wider at a certain part of the jaw. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) But when you have that, it's kind of like a ditching effect. It makes that particular area of the jaw uh, more susceptible to bringing the jaw bone further back. Okay. So with a crossbite, the jawbone will travel further back and further up. Okay. With TMJ anyway, you have asymmetries of jaw and posture, but that, that makes it even worse. Because Just the notion of further back and up and sounds that, painful. But, you but think that's about, what TMJ yeah. is. But the, but the asymmetry of it is even worse with a crossbite because there's no support. And a lot of times soft tissues, and I don't know if this was the case with Karen, but Karen very well might have had a tonsil or maybe some tonsillitis or something as a kid. And when you swallow, um, if you swallow symmetrically, you're going to hit those tonsils. So if they hurt, if one tonsil hurts rather than all tonsils, that tongue will shy away from that tonsil and not provide the force necessary to make that maxilla widen properly. So it'll, it'll ditch in and the mandible will keep growing and it'll be narrower. I, I saw that with a, a child, uh, tremendous huge tonsil and that left area of the maxilla was just not wide enough because the tongue didn't swallow there. It couldn't. The tonsil no. was in the way. So it, so it ditched in. But yeah, so it's, but, but she's, but what the connection of dots with, with Karen, and we do this with everybody, is uh, it's a genetic deal. It creates that forward head, but creates that forward head with an asymmetry. And that's why one shoulder is ahead of the other. So you heard the magic phrase, we can fix this without surgery. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. couldn't believe it. Oh, I should have said that. We, we don't. But I was hoping such a solution existed, which is why I didn't really want to pursue surgery. I mean, there are so many risks and potential complications. And so I thought, you know, I seem to be fine enough to continue living my life this way. But now looking back, I'm like, I wouldn't change a thing. Everything came out beautifully. I mean, her, she had a great smile. Everything's really nice. So. You're biased. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I happen to know you too. It helps. But uh, no, the, but thank the, the, you. It's, it's when you smile, what we want is teeth to teeth. And you very much have that. You don't get that by taking teeth out. You know. He has a clinical analysis of a smile. Yes. <laughs> when you go into Dr. Insulara's office, that first consultation, you it's a learning experience. There's You start to really feel comfortable and get a better understanding of what's going on. And even before they get to the 
we can fix this without surgery, you're kind of like, well, now I hope they can fix this, you know, because you're kind of figuring out. I, that that's true. That's true. That's true. With me, it was almost like he was psychic. Did you have this problem? Does this yes. happen? Does this happen? Does this happen? That happened with me too. Yeah. Yeah. You work backwards. Mm-hmm. You can't have one thing without having another slew of other things because it's all connected. So your journey began towards the non-surgical solution. What what was uh, your first steps? I met in uh, November of 2019, and then we got started right away after that. Um, I'm trying to remember what the first steps were. It seems you had like a couple of splints first. Splints. Two two millimeter, three millimeter because we had to treat you for TMJ first. Um, well, I do remember he uh, hooked me up to this uh, TENS machine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the TENS machine. And stuck a bunch of stickers on me and took right. some measurements. Electrodes. Mm-hmm. To make sure, as you described it, my muscles were happy with wherever you're going to be. Exactly. Um, it's called EMGs. Okay. Electromyography, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was just on board with the whole process, and uh, I brought my mom in one time. She wanted to see what this is all about and meet him, and she had a positive experience as well. Um, Our last guest brought their dad in to yep. check on you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just going to so, keep tabs so we, on yeah, him. Mom and dad approved. <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we come off well. That's good. That's good. Yeah, the TENS machine is interesting, and that's uh, you're, you're in this analysis and, and treatment, and it's a different experience than anything else. Didn't you feel that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's unlike anything I've done before, but um, it was the TENS machine is actually pretty relaxing. I was sitting in a recliner in a dark room. I might have even taken a small nap. Yeah. <laughs> Me you too. Have, I fell asleep. You might have had a blanket throw on you as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have blankets it's if very you need comfortable. them. Yeah. And then you went through the uh, orthotic process and... Yes. I've had a few different orthotic. Um, (laughs) The most recent one was kind of chunky to start with. And he promised me that we would be shaving off layers as time (laughs) goes on. I was a little skeptical at first and he's like, trust me. And I, I did. So I was like, I'm on board with this treatment plan. So it took me a couple days to get used to talking with that, the most recent orthotic. But like you said... I'd get used to it, and I did. With her orthotic, is there particular strategies that you take based on the crossbite? Well, we, we already, yeah, because I already kind of figured out what we're going to be doing, but I needed to get a base, and the base is a muscle, a stable muscle base, and that's what the orthotic gives us. So when we get a stable muscle base, now we know what we can do with her upper jaw, because Karen didn't have an overbite she had an underbite so that's why they were talking surgery but we didn't we actually brought the maxilla forward and what did you wear to bring your upper jaw forward i wore well you have a different name for it but it's basically headgear i just call it a face mask. face mask but it's a it's a pull forward it's this beautiful appliance (laughs) um, that i would wear at night Right. And um, so you can attach rubber bands to, I didn't have the full braces yet at that point. He cemented this appliance in that would just kind of hold these little hooks in place. So I could um, rubber band from my teeth basically to this, which was maybe like three inches out front of my um, upper mandible. So make sure you tell people there was no pain involved, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) No no pain at all. Um, And I just got used to looking a little bit goofy, but I was just... Going to sleep with it on, so yeah. and you can even be a side sleeper with it. I I didn't have any issue with that, right. so it just became. I adopted this kind of lengthy night routine because I really want to keep my teeth super clean. So maybe twenty minutes each evening. I've been using a water pick and floss and everything, and then you rubber band everything up and go to bed. It's been kind of fun. <laughs> it worked. You hit on another thing. We talked about no no surgery, and then the other thing is the pain free. 
You know, it's That's it's huge. it's a process, and you, you got to follow the steps. And you said give in, uh, uh, buy into the treatment plan, and follow it. But if you do, you know, it is no non-surgical and pain-free. They've never poked me with any needles. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, th- we don't do that. It's a good. The only thing about the ex- the experience is it's all transition, and you're going from one area to the next, and there's going to be an appliance in your mouth. And you do have to you do have to be consistent with it, and that's really the key, as well as with your posture as well. Mm-hmm. So, how about your neck and back, and when you first came in, type of stuff? So, um, you know, I had been getting massages monthly, and not just because I wanted to pamper myself. I felt like I I really needed it because every once in a while my neck would just kind of lock up, and I wouldn't be able to turn my head all the way. Oh wow! And then I also have seen chiropractors over the years, but I don't have those issues at all anymore. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not coincidental. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, when you create stability in the facial muscles and the the, the masticatory or the biting muscles, which go into the neck, shoulders and back, and then Karen does her homework doing the posture therapy that she needed to do, uh, it it works really well. And the at-home therapy component is a very important part of it. The, what were you doing? The foam roller? Uh, he recommended swimming. I did swimming oh, a couple okay. times, but I'm really into yoga. So that's what I've been doing for it's the most just, part. It's fine. Hey, look, you know, whatever works. You came in with pain and you don't have pain. It, 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 do it. It's the greatest thing. Yeah. yeah the yoga, foam roller. There's all, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of ways to go. Um, you know, I had that one lady with that so severe scoliosis and, uh, she did swimming uh, five days a week for half an hour, and she did yoga twice a week. You know, I, I'll never forget this because I had an accident case. The lady absolutely refused physical therapy, which I, I you know, we recommend that too. And uh, she said, I'm just going to do yoga. And I said, well, we got to see the results. And she gave me the results because yoga does work. You just have to be consistent. Muscles require that. And Karen is almost graduating, so you're going to graduate by that picture. And uh, <laughs> you don't get there unless you're consistent and you're a good person. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say pretty extreme case. You were trying to find a solution for years. Yeah. And started with Dr. Inslara, if I remembered correctly, you said 2019. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, November, I think it was. It's you said. barely 2022, and you, you're talking graduation. So that's but, yeah. that's but a if, nice process. But if you think, and I, I, can I, I'm just going to just reiterate this. This is a lady that had an underbite. Okay. So we had to stabilize muscle. So it isn't just about teeth, not even close. And we had to stabilize muscle, create the right position for her to be in. We used a pull-forward appliance, a face mask and pull-forward appliance to make that maxilla move. Meantime, we're measuring everything. So we had lots of skull measurements to make sure everything was going right. And then after that, we're bringing teeth to the right place to support the jaw and muscles so that Karen won't have any symptoms for the rest of her life. So, and that's, pretty, that's a lot of stuff to happen in two years. I commend you for you know, your consistency. And it, and it all works so nicely. So Yeah. I always look forward to coming in for appointments. <laughs> yeah. When you're a person who has these symptoms and issues and you're thinking about going somewhere, going into an office that you've never been in, that's kind of an intimidating thing. And your staff helps a lot with that. I was just going to say that because they, they understand you. They understand what's going on. Yeah, it's nice to have a familiar face. They know me. And- right. Well, I, I don't like being having an office that would be uptight. That that's that just chews you up. I, I don't want to be like that. I don't want the office like that. I don't want the staff like that. We, we just want to 
help people. And so surgery is all the way off the table. You're yep. almost graduated yeah. and complete satisfaction with your journey with uh, TMJ and Sleep Center. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a win-win. I, I love it when people are happy. Karen, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Treating TMJ, A Journey to a Pain-Free Life, a podcast from the TMJ and Sleep Center. For more information about the TMJ and Sleep Center, you can go to tmjpaincenter.com or call 608-833-0865.